It's the True Penny Show with your host, James True Penny. My name is James Trubini and this is my show. And if you can tell by the excited tone in my voice, we have New Japan Pro Wrestling back in our lives. The long wait is over. The drought has ended. And we have not got one, not two, but three shows to talk about this week. I am very, very happy. And to join me in this delirious celebration of Puroresu is Mr. John Dinsdale, Steel Chair Magazine. How are you, sir? I am pretty good. It has been nice to get back into the world of New Japan. I've kind of had to make do with DDT for a while. Not that DDT is <laughs> bad, but New Japan just offers something special. And will you please welcome back Mr. Marcus Green of Baton Rouge, Louisiana. How are you, sir? Going good, man. I'm glad to be back on the show. I'm certainly glad to be back on the show talking about New Japan. Like you said, it's, it's been a drought, but at, at last, our thirst has been quenched. And this is the first time John's actually broadcast with someone else from the regular Troopany Show tweet team. So we're making him very welcome. I hope he's not nervous, because he normally isn't. <laughs> I'm just going to try and remember the no swear rule. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We have had some nasty stuff happen in the last couple of days as far as, uh, how can I put this? Vulnerable people in professional wrestling is concerned because it's not just one gender or one type of person. It's, it's a lot of stories that are coming out which aren't very pleasant. But remember, this is a good thing for professional wrestling because it means that people are paying attention and they need to be paying attention. And I think we probably can't say too much more about this until the fallout for this comes. And I think we'll probably do a special on this sooner rather than later. But for today, let us celebrate pro wrestling as we move into the New Japan Cup. But we started, first of all, we began the week with the first show, which was New Japan Together Project, which started with a match featuring Gabriel Kidd and Yotosuji. John, what did you think of this? I mean, I was very happy to see Gabriel Kidd in the New Japan ring. It's been a while since he went off to the LA Dojo, did his thing. It's been a long time since I saw him in the rings of Defiant. And now he's mixing it up with probably my favorite current young lion in what was a very nice opening match. Very frantic, very focused, very rough and ready to get back. Yeah. Yeah. It did, complain. it did remind me like the rookie matches in all Japan women. It was very get after get after it kind of matchup. And Gabriel Kidd looks really good, doesn't he? Definitely. He's he's definitely looking to be in one of the best like the best shape he's been in for a while. Plus you could just tell they were like, right, we are the first match back on the first new New Japan show in like over a hundred days. We need to go out there and we need to kill this. And I think they did that. Yeah, it is a big ask for for a couple of rookies really to do that show um, and to have that slot. It's a great honour to come back. This is the first wrestling New Japan fans will have seen in a hundred days. Marcus, I think we've talked about Yotsuji before. What's your thoughts on Gabriel Kidd and your thoughts on this opening match? Yeah, a lot of similar thoughts um, to John. Um, this was, you know, some good frantic back and forth. Uh, obviously, my introduction to uh, Gabriel Kidd, but you know, uh, like your thoughts, he, he looks great. Um, I thought he did really well. I thought they both did really well. Like you said, this is literally the kickstart in over 100 days. It's the first match that, that you know, New Japan fans are seeing. So they kind of had to go out there and 
you know, show and prove. And I think they did that. And obviously, you know, Gabriel Kidd has uh, got some ways to go. Um, but uh, I think he's well on his way. You know, it's, it's funny because I think I was so focused on seeing, like, the, the New Japan favorites and regulars back that I almost kind of lamented and almost forgot about the, the young lines. But, uh, <laughs> no, I just, I mean, you know, I always appreciate the young lines and the, and the effort that, that New Japan puts into, you know, honing and crafting these, uh, these young future stars. And, you know, it just, again, uh, remind you of why you know you love the fundamentals so much. So, yeah, exactly. I think that's the key thing, isn't it? All right. Next up was a match featuring Suzuki Gun, El Desperado, and Yoshinobu Kanemura. The junior heavyweights defeat the heavyweight team of Tomohiro Ishii and Ua Uemura in 12 minutes and 57 seconds. This was really telling the story of Despi and Ishii, who would meet in the New Japan Cup a couple of days later. But it was a thoroughly entertaining match and really set the story up well for the tournament. What are your thoughts on this one, Marcus? Yeah, this was good. Like you said, this was kind of leading. Uh, and, and this New Japan does so well, always doing these uh, these tag matches leading to the bigger stories or leading into these tournaments. And uh, it was funny because I'm used to seeing uh, Desperado more so in a, in a tag team thing. Uh, so seeing him in, in singles, I think, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about it uh, getting to the next show. But, you know, he definitely showed up. Ishii is by no means just some uh, chump off the street to be getting into the ring with it. He went for Ishii in this match. So uh, even though they lost, I thought it was a really good effort. And uh, again, I think it kind of came down to uh, cohesion. You know, Desperado and, and Kanemoro is uh, they're just more used to tagging and they, they just have a natural chemistry that's kind of hard to beat no matter, even if you, you got uh, somebody like Ishii on the other end. So. Yeah, this is it. Farmer. IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions held those belts for over a year. One of the most dominant tag teams, and you've still got to keep going with that narrative, especially when you're up against the mismatch team of the veteran and the rookie. John, what's your thoughts on this one? See, I'm in agreement. I loved this match. I, I'm i always happy to see Kanemaru and Despi teaming up because they're always going to have some kind of heelish shenanigan and then just transition it into like an amazing match. If it weren't for everyone's love of Rapongi, like 3K, I think these would probably be the most celebrated junior tag team. I mean, seeing Despi and Ishii just beating the hell out of each other in anticipation <laughs> for beating the hell out of each other the next night. It's just... Oh, there's something special about it. And we got the return of the New Japan drop where the Young Lion team loses. <laughs> I think Des El Desperado has come on leaps and bounds since joining Suzuki Goon what, four or five years ago, his friendship with Minoru Suzuki has given him so much depth and so much extra knowledge, which he deploys at just the right moment. This feud between him and Ishii over, the, over this week has felt like a heavyweight feud, despite the fact Desperado is clearly giving away 40 pounds. And I think that's really important. It, it doesn't, he doesn't feel out of place. He feels like he can carry more weight than he has. I think Desperado would be, I think it's a bit like Bushy. If there was no one else around then I think those two would have been long-term bets for the ace of the junior heavyweight division. However, because you've got Hiromu Takahashi, why do you need anyone else? That's the trouble, isn't it? Yeah. Okay, so the next matchup was an eight-man tag. Gato, JD, Jado, Taiji Ishimori, and Yujiro Takahashi from Bullet Club defeated the Chaos team of Hiroki Goto, Toriyano, Yoshihashi, and on loan from GBH, Tommy Akahoma. 13 minutes and 20 seconds. Thoroughly entertaining match of does what it says on the tin wrestling. Gado and Jado knocking some ring rust off as they had to actually put their work boots on later in the week. Your thoughts, John? Yeah, this was perfectly serviceable. 
you know what you're going to get when you see like a Bullet Club team like this? I must admit, I had this horrific feeling that they were going to make Taiji Ishimari take the pin because he's the only because he's one of the juniors in the match. And then I'm like, oh wait, nope, Jadon Gedo there as well. And then Tuahana, <laughs> he always yeah. gets bullied, doesn't he? Him and Yoshihashi just destined to be bullied. I think so, you know. But bear in mind one of the like the early revelations of bullying and misogynistic misconduct was against Tomiyaki Honma. <laughs> so he's not the nicest of blokes. I'm not really that bothered that he loses a lot. That's just me, though. Anyway, Marcus, your thoughts on this matchup? Yeah, same. It was really good uh, seeing this this combination uh, together, uh, specifically seeing uh, Ishimori and my boy Goto again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, it was perfectly served, fun little wrong back and forth and uh i mean this was for you james it was really good, really good seeing yano again <laughs> too, you know you it's funny you know it's the, it's the absence of the hard grows fun the type of thing like him coming the ring sanitizing things down a turnbuckle just you missed that yano, <laughs> that yano-ness that you just you, you know you, you get so used to it it's kind of like oh okay but then you, you know you get it back here and uh yeah, it's just like like uh, John said, perfectly served. Yeah, that's it. Just did, did what you needed to do. Tell the stories. We've got a bunch of feuds going on here. You know, Homa uh, wrestled. Actually, Homa was wrestling uh, Hiromu Takahashi in a couple of days' time. But Yano wrestled Jado uh, in on this particular week of the tour. Um, who else was there on this tour? Taiji Ishimori. Taiji Ishimori was involved in this tour as well. He had an opening round match too. So, yeah, a lot going on. A lot of stories to tell. Let's move on to the next one. LIJ, Bushi, Evil, and Sanada defeated Raisuki Taguchi and Tenkoji, Hiroshi Tenzan, and Satoshi Kojima in 13 minutes and 33 seconds. Taguchi versus Sanada could be the sleeper of the opening round because that could be something quite special, I think, and it was good to see it played out here. Marcus, what were your thoughts on this six-man tag? I definitely, uh, definitely enjoyed this one. Um, it's, it's funny because I was expecting the, the result to be the reverse. But um, I think that kind of speaks to what we can expect from the New Japan Cup. You know, maybe some of these matches may seem like foregone conclusions on paper. And then, you you know, when we get them and it turns out the opposite. Like, I don't I never really put too much gas behind Taguchi because sometimes the antics kind can kind of get away from <laughs> he takes L's. But, you know, to, you know, Kojima intends on, uh, you know, definitely forced to be reckoned with. And when Taguchi turns it up, you know, he, he really is something to watch. I mean, because it's evil Sonata and Bushi. That I mean, that's some of the best of you know Lij. So for them to get the win, you know, I thought it was uh, you know really impressive. Yes, I thought so too. I mean, to big match Taguchi is a sight to see when he's really on. But we haven't seen it for a couple of years. I think best of Super Junior Finals against Will Ospreay a couple of years ago was the last time we saw a really truly great performance from big match Taguchi. But, um, yeah, I've, I'm kind of looking forward to Sonata versus Taguchi in the first round. I think it could be really interesting if to, if if proper Taguchi turns up. <laughs> Sean, what's your thoughts on this one? I'm pretty sure before this match, they teased another sort of um, parody Taguchi movie, didn't they? Because they had the um, whole Shinobi trailer with them, the sort of very stereotypical running through bamboo shoot type thing, which I'm pretty sure was another Taguchi parody, so I feel like we might see him come out in a like a character again, like he did as the Shogun not so long ago. Uh, okay, then. 
<laughs> I don't know. That might be me being over analytical. I was also sad they did Bushi dirty on the entrances because, like, Evil and Sonata got their themes. Yet Bushi's got the best theme of them all, and it didn't play. Oh well, I think. Well, like the match itself, bloody brilliant. I, I love think... seeing like veterans and like current age sort yeah. of talent just sort of beat the hell out of each other. Taguchi was having fun. Bushi again, just there to take the pin. But yeah. You kind of I, remember just how much you like having them back. <laughs> I think the thing is with Bushi, I think he gets, he's kind of like the odd one out these days. He's not particularly well, well, the people like him, but I don't think the office likes him as much as they used to. And they've got Shingo now, so why do they need Bushi? Because Shingo but, won't be a, light, a junior for that long. He's not a junior anymore anyway, is he? He's announced as a heavyweight after the G1 last year, so we'll see. Of course. Like, yeah, so Bushy is this well, no Bush. Well, they've got Hiromu, haven't they? So they don't really. Bushy's kind of a attack on, I guess, at the minute. But so, like I said, it's unfortunate for him because I think Bushy's ace. I think he's great. I think he's a really I good worker, him. really good, really good character. Knows where his position is in the ring. Knows where he is, but he never gets a chance to kind of like just show where he's got, which yeah. I think he needs like, to. If you need an in-ring dick, you can rely on Kanemaru and Bushy. They are the best at being like in-ring and Tai Chi. They are like the masters of being an in-ring dick. Just someone you need to get like, oh yeah, we need you to bully someone. Right, give me the t-shirt. I'm going to choke him out. Yep, there we go. Booze. <laughs> yeah, it's, it, you know, it's funny. that It looks like, you know, to me, kind of Bushi is a really good talent that, that suffers from being constantly around great, a great group of guys like Evil Sonata, uh, Naito, and, and uh, you know, everybody else in L.I.J. that they kind of, it's it's the best it's the worst of a best situation if you will yeah, yeah. definitely in that group but you know um you oftentimes it's just more interesting following the stuff of other people and then when you kind of get boosted on the self you're like oh wow he really is great but it's like it's when you're in those shadows it's kind of hard so yeah difficult to stand out in a very crowded forest i guess uh just a note watching these i don't think I missed the. I kind of watched. I was kind of missing the audience, especially with some people like, kind of like watching Yano. He's kind of reliant on the crowd reaction. But to be honest with you, a lot of the young boys were making a lot of noise. A lot of the wrestlers were making a lot of noise as well, trying to make their own kind of statement with the noise. And I don't think I missed it as much in the long run as I watched the whole of these cards. So I think it's really interesting how the lack of noise made things work differently. But any thoughts on that, guys? Yeah. Um. I didn't really notice it because, I mean, unlike a lot of other companies, uh, you know, when you strip away something like that that's so vital to the product, it really um, strips away everything. It just allows you to realize just how creative or uncreative the actual creative is. Um, it, thankfully, New Japan doesn't have that problem, so you can always bank on the wrestling. But I think it, the crowd thing really didn't key into me until I think, was this the announcers that just went on this shushing spree at one point? Yeah, and, and it, that it, it never really dawned on me till it was that, and then I'm like, okay, I think I read about a mandate that they didn't want to make too much noise. Um, so uh, yeah, that, I mean, that was the only thing. But you know, like I said, it worked fine because I was you know so tuned into the wrestling. But again, you know, New Japan is is very um, has a very symbiotic relationship with the crowd, so it is missed. Yeah, John, have you anything to say about that? See, I've kind of gotten used to the whole sort of no fan shtick at this point because DDT <laughs> have done their TV shows. There's been the WWE stuff. It's 
it it's kind of gotten to a point where you get used to just the wrestlers making the noise. Like, um, Kojima was still trying to get his taunts in and his chants. You had the wrestlers sort of bigging themselves up, pretending a crowd was there. It, they played into the theatrics of it a bit so that it didn't feel quite as almost jarring because it's like, yeah, we're going to put all this noise in, and then there's just crickets. I'm kind of glad they just played off that instead of trying to pipe in some kind of crowd noise. It didn't yeah. feel too awkward. No. I mean, I think there's a, I haven't been watching. I kind of gave up on AEW <laughs> because I just couldn't. I, I just couldn't focus with it because a lot of their wrestlers are so crowd orientated and I just couldn't get my head around it. Um, and I don't watch WWE anyway. So it's been interesting to say the least to watch a wrestling show for a start, a modern wrestling show, because all I've really watched is old wrestling for like the last three months. So, yeah, it's been good. The next match then was an eight-man tag. Hiroshi Tanahashi, Kota Ibushi, Togi Makabe, and Yuji Nagata defeated Doki, Minoru Suzuki, Tai Chi, and Zack Sabre Jr. in 13 minutes and four seconds with the wonderful taunt from Zack Sabre Jr. towards Kota Ibushi as he had him in a triangle choke. Have you missed me, darling? Which was awesome, and I loved it greatly. John, what are your thoughts on this matchup? This was great. I love a good Suzuki gun scraps, and this was kind of the first example of hey, look, we've got an entire empty arena to piss about in. So they were like, right, let's just take it everywhere. We can do this. And they did. And hey, we got Dorky back. Who met Dorky? <laughs> well, see, this is the thing. The Troopany Show thing on Dookie is Dookie. Dookie? Dookie? Dookie. The, the, the Troopany Show thing on Dookie is he was trained by Tai Chi, so therefore, how can he be any good? <laughs> I don't know. I think he... He's he's got his own role in that again, he's more of a fall guy than anything, but he's capable of doing great. Same with Taiji. If you put him in the right scenario, he comes into his own. And I think Taiji's probably one of the most improved guys since coming back to New Japan. And now that he's with Zack, he's kind of being battered into a better wrestler. <laughs> Marcus, what's your thoughts on this match? Yeah, I mean, it, it was good seeing all these guys. I mean, vintage uh, Suzuki Goon shenanigans. Uh, never turn your back on these guys. <laughs> Poor uh, Tanahashi must have forgot about that. Um, but really, I mean, I it got to a point where I just kind of wanted this match to turn it, you know, everybody else get outside and be lumberjacks and let Nagata and, and, and uh, Suzuki go at it. Because Nagata was having none of Suzuki's crap. And it was, <laughs> it was glorious. So that's kind of what, you know, it was just, I was just so anxious to watch them get back at it. And then, of course, Zach on the outside with <laughs> with poor, poor Bushi. I mean, so Zach is always, you know, up to his uh, shenanigans. But that was that was a funny one. But between those two and, and Nagata and, and Suzuki, I was uh, having a blast with this one. Yeah, there was very few uh, Gaijin on this particular tour. Zack Sabre Jr. now resides in Tokyo, so that kind of helped an awful lot because <laughs> he's a full-on, full-on, full-time New Japan guy, and he was a full-time Noah guy before that. In fact, I'm surprised he actually hasn't moved to Japan. He lived a long time in New York because he was getting a lot of North American bookings, but now he's a full-time resident of Tokyo, and much like he will Osprey. Um, but yeah, there were some big matches lined up as well. Minoru Suzuki versus Yuji Nagata would be a first round match on the 17th, on the 8th, yeah, on the 17th. Yeah. And uh, Kota Ibushi and Zack Sabre Jr. will be a first round match next week. Kota Ibushi has never got past Zack Sabre Jr. in the New Japan Cup. Interesting fact for you there. 
Okay, next matchup was Los Ignorables de Japón. Haruma Takahashi, Shingo Takagi, and Tetsuya Nato defeated Kazuchika Ricardo and Rapingi 3K. Show and yo, the two big time matches in this one. Well, really, the one. Shingo Takagi and Show, a match three years in the making from back in the Best of Super Juniors two years ago when they first started their rivalry. Show wants Takagi and he wants to get past him to make his career go move forward as a singles wrestler. And Nato versus Okada is the dream match of all dream matches right now. It doesn't get any better than them two. Hiroma Takahashi wants the New Japan Cup. He made it very, very clear in their post-match celebration that he is interested in challenging for the IWGP Heavyweight and Intercontinental Championships at Dominion, which is the winner, which is what will happen to the winner of the New Japan Cup at uh, Osaka Joe Hall. So... Marcus, what's your thoughts on this very loaded, politically-minded matchup? Yeah, I mean, again, it was just great. So many elements, great seeing return. I mean, first off, uh, who doesn't love, you know, the Rainmaker theme? Um, showing Yo continue to be yoked. Um, but ultimately, you know, LIJ took it, and it's just great seeing those guys together again, specifically with Hiromu being back in the mix because it felt like, you know, forever in a day that he was, he was gone. So he really just feel like the, the last piece of that great puzzle that they've cultivated and that chemistry is always just so evident. Um, and, and again, it flowed well. And like you said, with all the little nuances going on, obviously Hiromu has his, his plan. Shingo is just boss right now. Naito is on top of the world. And uh, yeah, you know, it's not often that we see, you know, Okada, you know, kind of fighting to get back to the top, but it is fun. And uh yeah, this was this was a banger main event. Definitely the best match of the night. Definitely uh, main event worthy, and um, definitely looking forward to seeing what happens in the New Japan Cup now coming off of this match. Yeah, definitely. We will see what happens as we go through the week. We're going to talk about the New Japan Cup in a minute because we've got the first two nights to look at. What's your thoughts on this one, match, John? As I we reach our main event of our first show to talk about. Yeah, this was ace. Just looking at the talent in the ring, it's hard to believe that they couldn't put on an excellent match. I will never not love Shingo Takagi. Takahashi is the most mental person in wrestling, and I love it. The Rainmaker is the Rainmaker. And Naito was in the mood to wrestle, so, you know, that's always a good sign. You can just feel, again, they were like, right, this is our first show back. Let's give him something to remember. <laughs> yeah. And I love the bit at the end where um, the refs just hold Naito's hat on Takahashi's head, and Naito's just attacks the ref because he's got to he's Naito <laughs> it just it felt like a return to normality which is something you want after, yes. especially in the middle of all this it's yeah. I, think just... as, I think as well we never got the roll call at the end of Wrestle Kingdom because that was interrupted by um uh, Kenta, there we go. <laughs> it was interrupted by Kenta. We never got the closure to that match we should do. And this feels like closure on the Wrestle Kingdom story. And LIJ are going to go through some interesting times, clearly. So this kind of like ends that story, but starts the next. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's definitely an interesting uh, thing. It, like you said, it definitely feels like getting back to no matter specifically with, you know, Naito doing this thing. And, and by the way, did he bust out a new move? Yeah, there was a bit of new move stuff going on all the way through this week, to be honest with you. But that was the first time I'd seen it. Was kind of like a how would you describe it? <laughs> it no, like, like a... inverse Destino. 
Yeah, inverse Destino, like a, a, a I suppose like the reverse GTR sets up for the regular GTR. Kevin yeah. Kelly tried to describe it as um, a kind of diamond dust like yeah. move. Yeah. It was it looked nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I think he may have just been trying it out, but as I think the narrative of the Destino is you have to hit it perfectly to get it right. So a setup move is a nice way of putting it together. Yeah. Like he's he's hit two or three Destinos on big name opposition and not got the pinfall, but when he's got it clean, it does the job. Yeah, and I think that's a great thing, specifically with him being champion. Uh, you know, um, I love seeing that when you know, obviously he's on a new level now, so you got to you know come up with some new stuff. And that that was a narrative for for a while there. Like you, you constantly match out the match was hitting two to three destinos at a time. You know, so you know I think a setup move like you said is perfect for that, and a perfect destino is all you need. So that's the perfect little you know, transition for him. So I, I think it matches up with other people's narratives. Like Jay, um, not Jay White, uh, Chase Owens has the killer finisher in New Japan. He doesn't win many singles matches, but you always know if he hits that package power driver, he's winning, whoever <laughs> it is. If he hits NATO with it, he's winning. But the story is Chase never gets to the package power driver with NATO. He does with other people, but not with NATO. And that's Chase's story. How does he get to his finisher quick enough to be able to get the guy done to challenge for a title? And that's that's a career. You can yeah. do three years of that, can't you? Yeah. Just really clever booking and very very success very successful booking as well. All right then, we move on to the 16th, and that was the first night of the New Japan Cup. We're going to try and cover every tournament match. We'll not cover all the tag matches, but definitely the tournament match. There's usually only one match in it anyway, so you're not missing out much. So the first night, Togi Makabe defeated Yota Suji in 8 minutes and 41 seconds. Good performance from Mr. Suji, our young rookie friend. John, what did you think of this? The Suji's gone from someone who I thought was just a bit of a like an in-ring goof to like a proper competitor now. He's found his foot and he's got his moveset sort of organized now. He's branching out from the fundamentals and he really took it to Makabe. In fact, within like three seconds, you thought, oh my god, he's just got an upset win over Maccabee. And he, he brought the fire. He really went out there to prove he deserved to be in the cup. And yeah, I honestly think this is one of Suji's best performances in a match. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Wrestling Observer gave it three and a quarter stars. Now, we don't always agree with Diamond Dave, but the cage match fans give it 5.0, which is a good start for a rookie against Maccabee, who gets mixed reviews from fandoms all over the world. Yeah, that was really, really good. Uh, Marcus, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, uh, you know, I echo those similar thoughts. I thought it was a good opening. Um, you know, Michael Bay is a good test for somebody like a young line. And it's funny, uh, like I said, this is my, like my second time with, with Suji, but I noticed this even in his match against Kid. He comes off both aesthetically and he wrestles like he's been around longer than he actually has been which I yeah. think is like the, the best compliment I can give him. Like he already has that aura, like he, you know, would naturally be hanging, you know, with somebody, you know, like an Ishii or something like that. He definitely has that fire. So, um, yeah, you know, I think this definitely, you know, um, deserves the praise that it got. He's got that, to be honest, he's got the young Maccabee kind of feel to him. You know, big yeah. bruiser, can go a bit, wrestle a bit, but he's got that power. He's a bit Stan Hansen, Bruiser Brody, Togi Makabe-ish. Obviously, Makabe is heavily influenced by both Bruiser Brody. He uses the same entrance music, for instance, um, as well as Stan Hansen. But he's also 
is kind of a strong style guy. He's got technical chops to go with all that power. And I can see Suji really developing into something like that, a modern generation of that. It wouldn't surprise me if Suji had this not, had the pandemic not happened, would probably be en route for excursion soon. Otherwise, because yeah. he really, he already feels like a finished product, if you get what I mean. Yeah, no, now all no, he I needs to do you. is sort of find, like, go and refine himself in like other companies. Yeah. Plus, if they bring Suji to the UK, then yeah, I, I'm traveling to see him. I think see, I think Suji would do really well in Ring of Honor. Just the right kind of smash mouth guy, big monster for Ring of Honor, and see what they could do with him there. I think that'd be really interesting if he went there. Mm. Having said that, he'll probably end up in CMLL and we'll never see him. But there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay then, next round match Tariano of Chaos Oops. defeats Jado in 9 minutes and 7 seconds, I was clearly excited to knock something over um, this was just fun, just Jado being rubbish at being a heel and Tariano taking advantage as the sublime master thief steals another one Marcus, what are your thoughts on this? That would have been severely disappointing in Yano if he didn't win this one <laughs> Old man Jado yeah, this uh, this this was fine. You know, it did what it needed to do. May have went uh, some minutes too long because I'm not I'm really not used to seeing Jado, um, and obviously you kind of can can tell. But you know, somebody like Yano really works well against somebody like Ishii Suzuki uh, with his antics and whatnot. And it, like I said, it was fine. But um, this was one of those matches that ironically was kind of felt like a foregone conclusion. So <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> It's not getting around. Jado was losing this every day. <laughs> All day long, Jado's losing this match. <laughs> uh, John, what are your thoughts on this? I get the feeling this match was based around a single spot that they taunted in the show before, where it was just like, right, we need this standoff turnbuckle pad versus kendo stick. And that's it. That's the match. Everything else, just, just fill time. You've got well, about that... ten minutes. And so they did it. They just did Bullet Club heel shenanigans versus Toro Yano shenanigans. And it worked for what it was. To be fair, that is basically a lot of Toro Yano matches. It is one spot. But he, he takes home about $600,000 a year for working for nine minutes a night. And I think that makes him the greatest professional wrestler in the world. Or one of them. One <laughs> of the smartest. <laughs> Certainly one of the smartest. You, you yeah. jump out, Brock. <laughs> <laughs> He put half the effort Brock does in, but he earns about well, he earns. You know, I guess he earns about a fifth of what Brock does. But he only he work he works what two weeks on, two weeks off. Has to put in serious effort once every three months, <laughs> and probably takes home about six hundred thousand dollars a year. And and he's nas- is internationally known as a famous wrestler. And was gonna... that a... sorry. He's a re- he's a genius. He's a wrestling genius, a business genius. He's got his own product lines, his own DVDs. He's yeah. he basically is one of the smartest people in wrestling and gets paid to act like an idiot. There you go. That's it. Isn't that the job we all want? <laughs> all right then. The next match was Romo Takahashi. And as predicted, he beat Tommy Akahoma in 18 minutes and 45 seconds. Not being funny, this didn't feel like 18 minutes and 45 seconds. This felt like it chopped along quite nicely. Um, and I've got to give Honma credit for hanging in there. I don't like the guy very much, but he certainly hung in there for 18 minutes, which is a, 
about 12 more minutes longer than I thought it'd last, to be honest with you. <laughs> um, but yeah, Haruma Takahashi versus Tamaki Honma. Well, I mean, again, cage match, guys give him 6.18. So, you know, it hit the numbers, but there was a lot of carrying going on from young Hiromu, who's starting to prove he can have a good match with a broomstick. John, what's your thoughts? Yeah, this was an interesting one. On paper, I didn't expect this to be a very good match. Not because, like, of the people involved, just the, diff- the like, extreme difference in styles. Like, Hiromu is known for being fast, throwing himself around, and throwing other people around. Whereas Honma is kind of beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down, come back, Kokeshi, make everyone happy, get pinned. In this case, it, it still followed that formula, but it was Takahashi doing a lot of the heavy lifting and playing it a lot smarter than he normally would. And I think the Kokeshi count ended at about seven for this match, which was pretty funny <laughs> even yeah takahashi, it was risk, even takahashi playing into it and trying and failing to hit a kokeshi it just there was a lot of nice little touches and nuances in this match you could tell they were both well takahashi was just trying to have fun and make the most of like his opponent it's like you said he's he's proving to be one of these types of people that can carry anyone to a good match yeah, and I think that's the... If they are going to pull the trigger on him going to heavyweight and being kind of like a threat in the heavyweight division, he has to prove that before he gets there, really. He has to prove it to the fans as well because they will not buy into him if he if he can't do it. Just simple as that. You know, the transfer from Junior to heaven, look how long it's taken Will Ospreay to do it. A long time. And he had like one of the best wrestling years of anyone ever's had, has ever had last year. So, yes. Uh, Marcus, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, similar. I mean, I think this this really made because I didn't uh, expect to like this match as much as I did. But uh, again, uh, like you guys said, a lot of the credit is is to you know Hiromu for carrying it. And what it did was it made me appreciate different uh, Hiromu matches that weren't that that classic Hiromu throwing himself around, you know, throwing the guy around. Because again, much like Osprey, you know, if he's going to elevate like that, he's going to have to maybe get more methodical in the way that he's always been presented. So, you know, maybe that's, you know, dialing it back a bit, adding some stuff to the repertoire, uh, being a little bit more grounded. Um, and I think this was a, a great test in that regard. Obviously, you know, Honda is used to a certain thing, but for him to be able to hang with Hiromi, like you said, for a while, um, was a nod to him. You know, so I, I thought um, this match probably was better than it had any right to be. Yeah, definitely. Really was. Right then, we'll move on to final match of the night. Tamihiro Ishii in 20 minutes and 17 seconds defeats El Desperado. El Desperado's first New Japan main event. I always like these things where unexpected people get New Japan main events like El Desperado. <laughs> My favorite was Sexy Chucky T maining eventing against Sonata in some backwater during the New Japan Cup three years ago. That was awesome. Sexy Chucky T, Chuck Taylor of Best Friends is a New Japan main eventer. How cool is that? <laughs> and yet he probably still hates himself, Forrest. <laughs> so then, a former member of Chaos. Well, I suppose still... I don't think you ever leave, do you? I think you're just a member of Chaos. Um, but there you go. Anywho, uh, what's your thoughts on this one, Marcus? I'm going to leave John to last because I know he loved this matchup. So, Marcus, what did you think of this? Yeah, I love this as well. I mean, it, it's, it's hard not to like uh, most matches that involve Ishii. 
honestly. <laughs> it really just is that that much of a standard. But um, again, kind of like we were talking about with uh, with Bushi, you know, Desperado is somebody that kind of you kind of forget about. You know, he, he's really good, but he doesn't always uh, get put in those situations to kind of just um, is in that supporting role. But I think it's situations like this, both for Desperado and Bushi, that's going to take to kind of keep you know, people abreast and, and remembering like just how good these guys are. You know, specifically, I always like seeing the juniors get a chance to shine anyway. And against Ishii, another guy who can just really make anybody, you know, come off so well, um, as much as he can destroy them. I thought this definitely was the, you know, the match of the night. And, uh, yeah, um, uh, another, you know, this is like a successful loss as much as it can be. So, you know, I, I definitely dig it. Yeah, I would agree with that. John, what's your thoughts on this outstanding professional wrestling match? This was amazing. This this was literally amazing. Like, <laughs> I've always had a lot of respect for Desperado. I always think he's underrated. I've always loved seeing him in matches, tag matches, singles matches. I always loved seeing him in Best of Super Juniors. He had the bloody exceptional match with Hiromu Takahashi, not last year, the year before, I think it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then... um. He's been in death matches with Jun Kasai, where which ultimately took him out of last year's best of super juniors with a broken jaw. But Desperado is one of those guys you can rely on to do almost anything. And it was funny, in this match, he looked like a heavyweight, did he not? Yeah. Sure, he was a lot lighter, but he was taller than Ishii. He had no problems picking Ishii up and throwing him around. He sold like a champ. Genuinely, this... This was such a cleverly put together match because they both went for the same body part in the end and Ishii got to show off the, the more technical side that people tend to forget he has because yeah. he started limb target and instead of Gene like being like, right, I am a fridge. I can hit you with any part of my body and you will be hurt. I can fly now. We have seen this happen against Moxley. I will, I will kill you. And yeah, we saw smart Ishii outsmart Desperado and pull off a win. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's been it's been outstanding, really. The, this match is just, I could be actually could be one of my matches of the year so far because we haven't had that much wrestling. <laughs> and it's like this was really fun to watch and really well put together. Um, so yeah, yeah, outstanding. Right then, we move on to night two of the New Japan Cup. And we open with Taiji Ishimori versus Gabriel Kidd in 8 minutes and 53 seconds. Now, Marcus hasn't seen this. He doesn't know the note. He doesn't know the matches. So he's going to kind of like, have you got any comments on what you'd like to see from Ishimori as he beats Gabriel Kidd in the first round, Marcus? Or would you like to see him do in the rest of the tournament? I'd just like to see, you know, Ishimori get far because I feel like, you know, um, like it's really been a while since he was kind of what in that, that, that junior heavyweight championship picture. Hmm. Uh, and, and you know, as that story's gone along, and and you know, obviously Will Spray, oh, All Spray has had uh, just a whirlwind type of success with that, and then obviously telling the story of Romu, I think Ishii uh, Mori has kind of, you know, kind of got lost in the sauce a little bit. So I kind of want to see him remind people of that momentum he was going when he first came in, um, in this tournament. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's I, yeah. I can see where you're coming from with that, and I think I think we'll we'll see some interesting stuff from uh, Taiji. What are your thoughts on this matchup, John? 
yeah, this was great. Another young lion performance where the young lion really tried to just go all out, show what they could do. And I suppose in this case he had, well, he probably thought he had an easier task because Ishimori's a junior. But again, when you see Ishimori, he's built like a brick shit house. So you're kind of just like, yeah, that, that, that. Like, he's another person where you could say, oh, yeah, that's a junior. And be like, are you sure about that? But yeah, again, great chemistry, great dynamic. Great technicality from Kid. Great revenge striking from Ishimori. Just another perfectly fine opening match. It started the show off on the right foot. Yeah, I think so as well. I think it was uh, certainly very interesting and in seeing how, you know, it, it's it's all about that like initial impression, isn't it? About how you set the tone for the whole thing. And moving forward, this is really done a great job of that and Gabriel Kidd just looks great at the minute you can't go in a wrong I don't think anyway next up Yoshinubi Kanemura defeats his UA Uemura in 9 minutes and 32 seconds so another rookie bites the dust but Yoshinubi Kanemura keeps on moving forward with a little bit of help from his alcohol friend John your thoughts on this one see this had um, upset written all over it I thought like, I actually thought for a few minutes during this match, I'm like, Yuamura might win this one. Because he surprised Kanemaru by attacking early. He went continuously on the offense. He pushed Kanemaru quite, quite far. Like, he was not slouching. And it wasn't a one-sided match. Kanemaru actually had a struggle. And that's always something I like to see because Kanemaru is one of these guys that you can get an amazing match out of him, but he does need a push sometimes. But again, yeah, great, great match. Heel shenanigans, as you'd expect. Uemura, the unfortunate loser, kind of screwed out of a victory. But yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. It, um... was, it was just solid. You... You struggle to find the words for them sometimes because you, you can just say it. it was a New Japan match. It was exactly what you want from a New Japan match. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, Marcus, what's your thoughts on all the juniors being in the New Japan Cup? Because there's an awful lot of the juniors have been in the New Japan Cup. Show and Yo will make an appearance next week. Obviously, Kanemura and Ishimori started today. Hiromo earlier in the week. I, I think basically they had to go with the roster they had, and it's a mix of juniors and heavies. But do you think it's going to enhance the tournament this year? Yeah, I do. I mean, like like I said, specifically when you talk about you know guys like Desperado who get you know you know those spotlights like that, and and even you know Ishimura who could kind of you know kind of like I said, just for me needs to remind people of just you know um, some of that former momentum that he had that just kind of tapered off. And I always support the juniors, uh, you know, a lot of juniors. And um, I think they, you know, always did and enhance a lot of situations. So even with New Japan having to work with what they got, I think, you know, uh, relying on the juniors can only be a good thing because, you know, they, they notoriously put on some of the best matches, you know. So. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's, I think it's, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they develop as well over the over the coming weeks, and especially when they get into some bigger name matchups. Now they've got they've got through the first rounds by beating the the rookies and some of the older guys. So it'll be interesting to see how they develop into the second round. Yeah. Speaking of dream matches, 
Minoru Suzuki and Nuji Nagata go to a four and a half star classic, 8.42 from the cage match users. These two old bastards banging the hell out of one another for 20 minutes and 35 seconds. Nagata taking the surprise win and clearly setting up a feud with Minoru Suzuki, who has murder in his eyes right now. John, is there anything scarier than a very mad Minoru Suzuki? Uh, quite potentially a very mad Yuji Nagata after this match. I <laughs> know. <laughs> oh, I'm sure he loved it. They clearly looked like they were having the time of their lives. Yeah, but I mean, Nagata was outstriking Suzuki. <laughs> if someone outstrikes Suzuki, you run to the hills. Like, Nagata looks like the friendliest person on the planet until you put him in a ring with Minoru Suzuki and he turns into a homicidal maniac. <laughs> like, the opening five minutes of this match were literally just the two of them stood in the middle of the ring, teeing off on one another. It was just back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Stop, have a little laugh break. Transition to chops, to chops, to chops, to chops, to palm strikes, to back to four. It's this is not a match for the faint of heart or the weak of jaw because it's it's painful <laughs> but it's it's amazing to watch it is, it is pure car crash wrestling it is just good lord what are they trying to do like the forearms that suzuki lined up like sometimes suzuki doesn't quite get the technique absolutely right every forearm he threw he was trying to take the guys's head off all the way through this and it was quite remarkable really and to watch this match in particular will be one of the matches that is remembered for like for benefiting from the fact there was no crowd because you could hear every smack every impact every crunch it was oh it was like being in a horror movie like, you could just imagine someone's just been thrown through a window or something with some of the sound effects you heard. It, honestly, if if you only watch, like, two or three matches from this tournament, watch Despi Ishii and watch this one, because this, this was next level. <laughs> I would agree with that, certainly. Marcus, you haven't seen this match, but do you want to now? Yeah, I just want to get my snack, my ice pack. Uh, carve out the right amount of time and just let it wash over me. <laughs> like I said, that, that that exchange they had in the tag was it was any indication. And like I said, he was backing down uh, Suzuki in that match. So I can only imagine when they get the right amount of time and it's just them. And, you know, like I said, to John's credit, you know, talking about benefiting from not having the crowd. Suzuki acts like nobody's there anyway when he wrestles. <laughs> <laughs> so, so him kind of being a one-man uh, evil show is just uh, against, the, you know, I'm not taking any of your crap as a Suzuki type of thing. It's really a, a, a perfect perfect storm for ouch is what, what, I, what I call it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to, you know, um, watching this through my fingers, if you will. <laughs> Like a good horror story unfolding in front of you. It's funny because when, because um, the show aired before I could get to watch it, and I was just seeing the Twitter pictures, and I just saw Nagata with a bloody smile, and I was just kind of like, "Okay, that one is going to be incredibly damn good." When <laughs> <laughs> just seeing pictures sort of sets off this sort of excitement, you know something good happened in that wrestling ring. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right, then. We get to the main event of the evening, which would be Kazuchika Okada versus his former manager, Gado, in an opening round match. 15 minutes and 30 seconds. Honest to God, didn't think they'd manage to get 15 minutes out of this. But there you go. Amazing what they do. And a entertaining heel manager loses to the his former charge kind of way. It's kind of a very old school. Gado started the match with his arm in a sling, but it was a nefarious ruse. A ruse, I tell you, to use some cold spray to blind his opponent, which didn't pull off. And various other schemes also did not come off. What's your thoughts on this one, John? I wasn't that high on this one, to be honest. I didn't think you would be, to be honest. It was very slow, very plodding, very... It just... (laughs) The worst type of wrestling. It's like, I can get behind, like, Gado's no spring chicken, so you've got to try to... This was the same problem that Okada and Jericho had. Like, Okada and Jericho was a great match, but the styles don't mesh properly. Like, Okada can drag a good match out of anyone, and this match was good, but it was a slog, and it was slow, and it was just Gado sort of weakly stomping on Okada for a lot of it. And, ugh, ugh. That's that, that's kind of the w- best way to sum it up. Just ugh. <laughs> well, I thought it was all right. Marcus, you haven't seen this. You've got two different opinions here. Which one would are you looking forward to? This one, but maybe perhaps not so much as the previous one. Yeah, I might. You know, um, like John said, it probably two main matches to catch from this show. Um, and I'll probably watch this one. Uh, just to go ahead and get it out of the way, and just for the fact that I, I do want to see Okada get some more revenge on on Ghetto. <laughs> um, it's just I don't think he can give him enough rainmakers for the betrayal. But uh, looking at this gif, it, it looks like Ghetto just just wrestled this whole match like he would in a tag match, like in between tags when he's the legal man, <laughs> like the whole time though. Instead, so. Um, that's, that's interesting, I guess, but not particularly entertaining. So, um, like I, I'll watch it, but you know, uh, not, <laughs> not, not with any deep anticipation. You can kind of tell how few shits get, um, Okada give this about this match because there isn't even a red maker in it. No, but he did debut his new finisher, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't expect it to be a. I didn't expect it to be the finish. I I saw saw it because saw it and thought, huh? Oh wait, that's it. I was. Yeah. It. New oh, Japan has a a weird relationship with submissions, because unless your name is Minoru Suzuki, Zack Sabre Jr. or Sonada, submissions are just break. So to see someone win with a submission is always slightly confusing sometimes because I'm like. Normally, you just do that to lead up to something else. No, you you actually won with that. Huh. <laughs> well, there you go. We'll I, see. Uh, in this case, it does make sense, I suppose, having that particular submission with a character that's based off of money. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. In the Million Dollar Dream style way, I suppose, yes. It is, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's kind of like a cobra clutch, but it goes over the top instead of around the, around the front. See, on the uh, New Japan 1972 results, it literally just says Cobra Clutch. <laughs> I, I, it's, not, it's not complete Cobra Clutch. It's kind of a cross between a Cobra Clutch and an Anaconda device. Because it goes up rather than around. 
but it's a sleeper. <laughs> so it's a legit chokehold. It's just you wouldn't yeah. expect Okada to win with it. It's very, well, I don't know. It's very kind of Lucha Libre looking kind of submission, I think, myself. So, and that's very, obviously, because he started in Torumon and he, he's, his first trainer was Ultimo Dragon, I think, probably kind of related to that, I would say. Anywho, uh, we'll move on to, well, that was the end of that night. Next, The next show is on the 22nd, which is uh, in three days' time, that'll be Monday, when we have Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Taichi. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Kota Ibushi, which could be That's, absolutely Sorry, sorry, cool sorry. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus who? Tai Chi. What? Sorry, I, I can't hear you. are trying to say Tai Chi. Tai Chi, yes. Tai Chi is amazing. Mm. <laughs> you don't sound convinced. No, I don't. <laughs> it, this is, uh, we don't like Tai Chi. Tai Chi Chi can go home, as far as I'm concerned. Anyway, <laughs> I know you like him. <laughs> Maze, we have you on the show, to be honest. Nah, that's not true. Because you're an awesome, awesome analyst, and we really think it's great that you are on the show. We appreciate you, John, greatly. However, Tai Chi, still rubbish. Zack Stabber Jr. versus Kota Ibushi, Raisuki Taguchi versus Sanada, and Shinge Takagi versus Sho, which I think will be the third match I'm looking forward to the most, to be honest with you. That could be unreal. Um, so we'll see how that match, those matches play out. Thank you very much to listening to us on the Troopney show today. You can go and watch that show after you listen to us. I'd like to thank my guest, Mr. John Dinsdale, sir. Thank you for your time today. Where can we find you on your social medias? You can find me at John Deathman on Twitter, the edgiest Twitter name you will ever see. Uh, there you'll find links to my writings, my coffee, my just all the general stuff you need to see. You'll find tweets about death matches, MLW, DDT, matches with dolls, trippy psychedelic pay-per-view matches. You name it, you'll probably find it there. There you go. And Marcus, where can we find you on your social medias? Yeah, that's uh, find me at Paradox Kid. That's P-A-R-A-D-O-X-K-I-D. And uh, yeah, I'm always down to the chat and uh, converse with people. Uh, logical, sensible individuals. <laughs> None of this crazy talk. No. Okay, then. You can find me at Sheriff Lone Star on Twitter. You can find the show, Troopany Show, on Twitter. And you can find us on Facebook, The Troopany Show, as well as Patreon, where you can keep The Troopany Show free forever for everyone. Thank you very much for listening to me today and to my guests. I appreciate it. We'll be back next week. We'll be continuing more of the New Japan Cup with loads of matches to catch up on. And we will continue as much coverage as we can of the New Japan Cup as we move into the summer. We might not be able to do the G1 full justice this year. We might be able to go for a full bib and braces approach just because it's in the autumn and i'm at work <laughs> as opposed to in the summer whereas new japan has kind of coincided with the end of covid and i have a bit more time to deal with it we can spend a bit more time on it so thank you very much for listening to us today take care and we'll see you soon bye <laughs>
Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.